Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Claudia Carvin joins us on the show. You get to a point where you're either feeling a little bit resentful or a little bit, you know, underappreciated or mm-hmm. whatever, and you really just have to turn around and say, okay, this is what I need and this is what I want. <laughs> The Thinker Girls. Hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for <laughs> joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> oh, hi, girls. <laughs> the Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hello. It's good to have you back, to be back in your ear holes. Oh, always happy to be there. I've got oh. new ear plugs, let me tell you. Sleeping ear keep, plugs or Yes, what? I keep forgetting to bring – I'm going to bring you in some because I bought a pack of nine. Are these the ones, just the cheapies, the orange guys no. that you buy at Chemist Warehouse I've or what? I've sacked them and I'm on to the hardcore ones that I reckon divers use. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> well, and you had to buy a pack of nine. Yeah, mate. That's so intense. Well, I thought I always lose them and now if they're not bright orange, I'm not going to find them, am I? Because they're clear. Do you know what's happened? Because Stacey's somebody who who sleeps with earplugs <laughs> Basically and, and an eye mask. <laughs> yeah, essentially in a coffin. This The waxer today said to me, do you want, do you, have you ever thought about uh, eyelash extended? So I said, oh, fuck. No. No. I will sleep with an eye mask. That would be no a waste of money. Well, I've got devastating news because my eye mask, because I, I'm onto the Which eye I mask, not, not the ear holes. But you know, sometimes when the elastic goes all stretched and yeah. weird, it's happened. You've got to just tie, a, just tie a knot in it. No, I'll just buy a new one. Yeah, but that will take ages, trust me. Yeah, I know. By the time I get there, find a path. Yeah. You know, it'll be at least four months. Get into co- typo <laughs> or cotton on body. <laughs> buy some POV eye mask. But you know what? We should probably invest in better eye masks. Do you yeah. think? I mean, those are fine for some time, but well, the elastic I, does. Stretch. Well, I wash mine quite regularly. Do you? Yeah, I wash mine probably once a week. You're a big washer. I love what. Well, <laughs> uh, especially with bedding. Bedding in Manchester, I'm all about. Oh, so you chuck the it. eye mask in there? Yeah, always. I push it. I reckon two weeks. I'm pushing. Two weeks for the eye mask. Yeah. Oh no, but then there's bits of yeah, I know. things on it, it and um, sh- it smells like t- skin. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Shit! Imagine smelling yourself like like yourself. I hate the smell of myself. Yeah, I, know, I just want to smell like washing powder and soap. It's please. sick. You've got to like your own no. juices, mate. I, there's nothing worse than when I walk back into our bedroom and I keep, I always then say to Zane, my boyfriend, I'm like, there. it smells like hair in here. I hair? hate the smell. <laughs> yeah, I wash, but I wash our um, pillowcases oh, more than once a week. We have a very, mm. very big guest that we will introduce very soon, the actress Claudia Carvin. Um, you may know her and obviously would know her name if you live in this fine country, The Secret Life of Us and Love My Way in particular. She's a producer and writer on Love My Way as well. And she is um, working on a show for Channel 9 called Dr. Doctor, which will be out next year that she's produced also. So exciting. Um, let's talk about our favourite Love My Way moments while we're here and be fangirls before we bring her up. Oh, my God. Well, see, I'm only late to the party with well, Love My Way, which I kind of love that I've... I don't know that I'm ten. How how I found the house I? as soon as I moved to Sydney. It's in the street called Rodney Street, which I'm sure everyone's not going to enjoy. Mm. Where the clothesline's still there. 
in, in the house, on the house. And your house is in that street? No, I just drove, stalked oh, it. Oh, you went past there. Um, but it is, I think, if you haven't watched it, um, it was on Foxtel originally and it, I think it is the best Australian drama that has ever been made. I'm absolutely with and you. And I was saying to you, for years you have watch to get it, on it, to it. it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't, do it. Just do it. Every, everything's on Netflix. Do all this stuff. You've got to go back to these bloody amazing Australian classics. It's honestly the best. Classic the- makes it sound like it's from 19. 19- <laughs> 40. The bet, but it's honestly the be- the best show I think I've ever watched. It's brilliant, and so we're very, very excited. Um, Claudia Carvin joins us on the show. Hey, Claudia. Hi. Hello. We're huge fangirls of yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what did you like about Love My Way? What was it in particular that tickled your fancy? Um, I like broken characters. I must say, mm. I like the reality of dysfunction. I think there's something, and dysfunction told really, I guess, some way poetically in Australia. I think often we're very harsh with Australian dysfunction, and even though it showed it very, um, I suppose, very honestly, it still didn't aggressively make fun of it. Does that does that make sense? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's very that's a beautiful answer. That's great. Yeah, well, I mean, we, I have been to kind of events where people talk about love my way, and I remember one person said the people they talk to each other so brutally and they're so direct and so rude, and I was like, oh, well, that's how all of the, you know, me and the writers in the room. That's how we speak to well, our. That's family. my life. But that's, <laughs> yeah, but that's why I loved it because yeah, it was. Maybe it's yeah, but that's life, real life because it was so real and so relatable. I think sometimes, especially with Aussie shows, like the uh, the Australian gets turned up so much mm. and it's not real. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, I just... And f- we can homogenise things too and kind of sugarcoat them just to make them a bit pleasant or a bit more palatable. Or, or I think, you know, you, you're revealing something about the way you live and the way you think when when you put stories down. So I think people censor themselves a bit too. Yeah, it's true. And there's that, you know, it's interesting because I do want to talk about vulnerability on today's show. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly that. There was so There's so many moments where every single day, even though these characters aren't exactly, you know, going for prime minister, mm. but that but they are showing <laughs> vulnerability in their yeah. own way all mm. the time. Mm. Like even yeah. even um the parents, like the older characters, I forget the characters' names, but um even I remember so vividly the taxi drive the taxi driver yeah, the character. Dad, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> the scene where he went home with that woman and they had that massive night. Though that shit fucking yeah. happens. Yeah. It actually happens. Yeah. But because, it's like this Anglo thing, you just don't fucking talk about yeah. it. It's so messed mm, up. So true. But it, it, it happens and we won't talk about it, you know, too much because I think everyone needs to watch it. But we are thrilled to have you. Um we do want to, yeah, chew the fat about things that are on our mind that we think you've been not saying. If you haven't listened to the show before, we do this every week or you can hear us um, nationally on the KISS Network 7 till 9 uh, weeknights um, and also download a few of our other podcasts on thethinkergirls.com.au. Uh, we've had all kinds of amazing women just chew the fat really, mm, which yeah. is what we're about to do. If we do a bit of a contents of what we each want to talk about so we give everyone a bit of an idea of what they're in for... Do you want to kick it off, young mate? Yeah, um, I want to talk about um, something my therapist said to me the other week. She said, 
you you can't expect your boyfriend to entertain you. <laughs> Which, as soon as she said it, I was like, holy shit. I've been expecting this the whole time I've been together and something just clicked. I was like, am I evil that I've been, that I've been, ex- nah. have I been expecting too We're much? We're sold that that's what romance oh, is. Yeah, but anyway, I want to... That cheer. is probably one of the most least offensive traits that you could ever have in a relationship. <laughs> I reckon you're doing really well. Like, oh, that's good. criticism of your relationship... I think you are fine. Oh, and I'm totally that... gorgeous that your boyfriend has clearly entertained you for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, he has. It's yeah. true. It's time to wean off. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Um, I want to talk about the fact that I, I watched a, a video today by a woman called Brene Brown, um, and she's a researcher, and she speaks a lot about um, vulnerability. And, and she says that the meaning of courage is vulnerability. Oh, I love that. I think that's something interesting we should discuss. How would you get onto this lady? Oh, mate, please. Well, it's so easy. I just get into holes with these people. Some internet hole, yeah. Yeah, one, she did an amazing, amazing, one of the, like I think she's in the top five TED Talks of all time. So I saw, and it was on vulnerability, and then I just get into Google stalks with people that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) What about you, Claudia? What do you want to bring to the table? Um, um, I think... What's been on my mind lately is this kind of uh, propensity to just feel like people will, uh, you know, give you what you want without you asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I've just had a few instances recently where I get, you know, I just get to a point where I'm kind of just expect to be acknowledged for stuff or, you know, um, Oh, so I'm getting a bit tongue-tied now. But I think just just that, like, you have to ask for what you want, basically. Yeah. It's just interesting. that realisation. And it's an uncomfortable one. and doesn't sit very well with me. But you get to a point where you're either feeling a little bit resentful or a little bit, um, uh, you know, underappreciated or mm-hmm. whatever. And you really just have to turn around and without being, you know, emotional or resentful about it. You just say, okay, this is what I need and this is what I want. And... And it usually, you know, you feel so much relief. Let's click. Let's go yeah, straight into powerful. that. But I think, um, I think it's interesting because it, it's with everybody in my life. And I think because a lot of my life is focused. Well, I have a lot of people in my life that are either creative or are women. Mm. <laughs> and I think those two often go hand in hand. Particularly, I've got a particular friend, and, and he's a man, and he is incredibly into his work and almost has kind of told himself that that should be enough a bit, mm. um, that that will talk for itself. And and often I think women are thinking that they're communicating more than they are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm we, very guilty of that. Yeah, you yep. think on the outside that you're being clear, but I think yes. a lot of the times yes. you're not. And <laughs> I'm You're abs- relying, you might... You might be relying on telepathy. Oh, absolutely. Like I had to, I think a couple of years ago when I started dating, I think I had to really, people be like, I would dissect texts. And then I, I got to a point where I felt confident enough to actually speak to a few of the guys that I'd either become friends with or gotten comfortable enough to ask them what they were taking out of what I was texting. Yeah. It was very fucking different. Yeah. Like they were like, (laughs) you never said that that's what you wanted to do that day. And I was like, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and and then and then I he would say, well, no, that doesn't mean that, and I was like, oh, well, that means it's about a thousand things, doesn't it? And it just didn't, 
I just really understood very quickly that I live in my own world a little bit. Well, what area? <laughs> I mean, the the dating thing is one thing, but I mean, Claudia, what part of what part of your life, or is it is it multiple parts where you've actually had to realise that you have uh, to mul- speak up? Oh, multiple parts, probably. But you, what you were saying just then reminded me of this um, talk I just went to recently. Elaine got on at the Opera House. And he oh my god, about I'm obsessed with this guy. Now. Oh, oh my god, this is the guy I've been talking Christy about. Has brought him up on our show so, so many much times, and I've ordered his book and I've listened to every freaking podcast that he's been on. <laughs> oh, I know, he makes so much sense, doesn't but he? Yeah. We're kind of ruled by this notion of romantic love in this era, and that romantic love means that. You know, if you've got a problem, you shouldn't have to communicate that problem to your partner. They should just guess it because they love. <laughs> because how unromantic is it to actually say to somebody yes. out loud what you want or what you need? It's like, yeah. fuck you, you should know. Exactly. It's gross to say it out loud or ask for and it. And if I say it, that ruins everything yeah. I thought this was supposed yeah. to look like. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you can take that into the workplace too where, I think in the workplace, definitely, you're not going to be given, um, you, you, you're never going to be given a leg up, really, People, because people have to kind of give up bits of territory, I guess, to, mm. to you know, to, to, to acknowledge your space. So eventually, and I think it's, it's a more of a male trait than a female trait, you actually just have to step and go up and go, okay, this is what I've contributed, this is what I need to be, you know, credited for. And you have to say it in a very kind of upfront and clear way. And then usually, you know, hopefully you are correct in, in your, you know, mm. assessment of what you've brought to the table. And then it will be acknowledged. But no one is actually going to go, they're not going to come up to you and say, hey, you've contributed all this, so therefore you need this and you need this and you need this credit and blah, blah, blah. They're just not going to do it because yeah. people are just a little bit more self-centered than that. and. They just expect that, well, you're going to mention it if, if you need it. And if you don't need it, you won't mention it. <laughs> you it's know? true. Right. And rather than just being resentful and sitting back and going, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's just productive I guess. And don't sit on it because then mm. no one's helping anybody. Uh, That's right. It's interesting because I feel like I was able to do this not probably not as clear but it was easier for me to do in my career mm. uh, once I figured out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. you know then I was like alright that's it game on but I figured that out kind of in my later 20s so I feel like that helped a little bit but and so I felt like I had some time to catch up with all these friends that had been kind of you know doing all these different things and actually in fact I wasn't even that late at all like when when is the right time but it's funny because on the flip side once you actually put it out there a lot of the time as a chick I felt like people would be very surprised and confronted yeah Yeah. so almost like wow and I don't think I'm not going to say um anyone would think it was a bad thing necessarily mm. but there is it's just unusual yeah someone's yeah. not waiting at yeah. the door going oh well it's taking you ages come in yeah they're kind of like yeah. oh shit all right uh i'm gonna have to get back to you in a week i don't fucking know what to do with that email <laughs> i'm a bit surprised but i mean look it turned around you know and and people then start responding to you the way you're well, asking for them to be treated to how yeah. to treat you but but I will say you got to push yourself. But and even when you get there, it's not a parade. I think you can you know? get. Yeah, I think you can gain. <laughs> I think you can gain a bit of respect though in doing that. 
Yeah. yeah. Like al- al- although at first nobody's like patting you on the back and telling you you've done such a good thing and they <laughs> might be shocked and they might be confronted. I think at the end of at the end of it all there is a certain element of respect that you do gain by actually being well, upfront yeah. about what you want. Do you reckon? Yeah, and totally. you're showing you've yeah. self-worth really. Yeah. It's true. That's what you're displaying. But it's interesting how sometimes that doesn't translate into other areas of your life. Like how Stacey mm. just said, I could easily do that in my career, but then when it comes to your love life or your romantic side of things, like how it can be really different and quite hard. And I reckon I reckon it's even harder, like you said, Claudia, in your love life to be upfront about what you want. Because we're all fucked up with that part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can, you, can, you can get out of your heart with Korea, whereas when you're in your heart, it's about your bloody parents. It's yeah. about that last dickhead. Yeah. It's about, you know, your own self-esteem. What I've realised is it is actually about self-worth, just different packages. Mm. Like it all comes back to, so you might have self-worth of, oh, I think I'm really good at that job. I can do that. I, I have worked hard for this, therefore I deserve it. So great. You've got an element of self-worth. But that definitely doesn't mean the self-worth translates to what you believe you deserve from love. Mm. You know, it can be very, very different. Yeah. Mm, that's um, a minefield. Yeah, and you, I think for a while for me as well, I would think, oh, I just am a confident person or I'm a kind of, I've got self-worth and it's like a blanket mm. decision. Well, it's not. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. You've got to have it in all the different areas. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, yeah, you don't feel that comfy asking and for it what get, you And it runs so deep though. Like even from when you're a kid, you're almost taught that it's rude to say what you want. You know what I mean? You know there's this yeah. element of, well, you get what you're given or – yeah. You know, you, you can't speak up, you can't ask, or you can't. There's no such thing get as. What you get yeah, yeah. Get is that because you weren't. Do you reckon that comes from people that didn't have as much money as others? Is that something? Well, I just think that there's this element of growing up and you should always be gracious and grateful for what you have. Which isn't a bad lesson. No, but I, no. then I think it can be. It can go too far. Well, that's why I think mine came from we didn't have a lot of money. So it was always like, well, you'd be bloody grateful for that. And then I had to fuck that thought process mm. off because I was thinking, well, if I reach to this success, I, oh, beyond that's I don't know, out of my realm, you mm. know. To ask for more than that is what mm. I wasn't trained to do. Mm. I, that's where it comes from, I reckon, for us. I don't know if that's the case for every family. Um, I, I think I was just always... You bro- weren't as poor as us. I wasn't as poor. <laughs> no, we, we were never poor growing up, but I think we... We were definitely taught the value of money, like, yeah. and we had to really work for things as kids. Even though mum and dad could have probably bought us our first car, or we could have had the Nike shoes instead of the Povo New Balance ones, we never did. But I because feel like they it, wanted to keep us grounded and things. But to, yeah, but to uh, but to ask. Maybe they struggled though. Maybe that those lessons are similar. Oh, they totally were. You know my dad, I mean? my dad was poor growing up. But that's, that's what why. I mean. I reckon there is a bit of a mentality of. Also, you got to be mega grateful. So then you you do question to go and ask for what you want because you're like, well, this should be enough, or I better not. Well, I would never ask for things as a kid because I felt so spoiled. But even but even now, like as an adult, I find it very hard to ask for things. Like not I'm not even talking about deep stuff like romantically or within friendships or whatever. But even just to like, I'm going back to Melbourne over the weekend and to ask somebody to pick me up from the freaking airport is like pulling teeth. <laughs> You've been ve- you're very full I'm on so weird. I'm so weird with it and I know it's something that I need to work on but honestly is that because you, that because you feel like you then owe them a debt yeah exactly <laughs> because as kids we always well that have... brings us into vulnerability oh doesn't it oh my god 
Seriously, we always had to get the bus places or walk places or we'd get lifts if we really needed it. But I had an argument with my sister on the phone before because she goes, if you want me to pick you up, just say, please pick me up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because I'm like, oh, no, then I can get a cab or I'll just, you know, jump on the sky bus. That's easy. She's like. It's fine. Yeah. Just ask. Uh, yeah. I feel guilty. Yeah, you I can't. have a huge a uh, huge feeling of guilt for asking. It's yeah, and people people love to have opportunities to show them how much they care about you too. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's a, it's a really lovely opportunity. So. You can't. Yeah, cuz a lot of people would be die, like would be wanting to show you that they care. And she does. Yeah. And that's why she said, "Oh, I don't care that I'll only have to drop you off and pick you, you know, drop you off straight away pretty much from the airport. I just want to spend an hour in the car with you." Yeah. And then I felt bad. I felt oh, awful. It is nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you got there, yeah. mate. That'll be a nice drive, won't it? <laughs> Might even get a bloody 7-Eleven coffee on the oh, way through, mightn't we? Just shout yourself. Yeah. Go to McDonald's. They've got McCafe. For fuck's sake. You can do more. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au. I was joking. Seriously. Let's open up the vulnerability chat then because I, I watched this. Um, I will put the video up um, on our Facebook page. Brene Brown is her name and she's a re- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Researcher, which I think sometimes I respond to all of the, as what other people say, as what my dad would say, the hocus pocus stuff, mm. like what is basically feeling, <laughs> um, to... I like her approach because she it's like kinesiology a little bit yeah, where that. you've got that analytical approach and that some semi-science element with not, mm-hmm. you know, with spirituality or with emotion or those kinds of important things. And she explains everything. So mm-hmm. you, they, I like that she explains it that you can't argue because she's done the fucking research, mm-hmm. you know. So she kind of comes out. I would expl- I would believe her without the research. But there is this other added element. And she spoke um, in this particular video about the fact that the word courage really does mean vulnerability. And mm-hmm. whilst it might not be in the dictionary, all the research that she has done from what she understands people to expect and um, and adhere to and, and live and, and be courageous is by being vulnerable. Yeah, wow. And it just made me so goosebumpy and just kind of a nice moment, but also one where I think so many people are misreading what that word is and misreading what it means to be 
courageous Mm -hmm. and hiding behind themselves Mm. because of it, you Mm. know? Yeah, it's like being guarded where the vulnerability is always having something at stake. Mm. Mm. Something that's at emotional stake. And it's interesting with performance too. There's a, there is, there's actors that just can't be vulnerable. It's It's a difficult place to perform from too to perform vulnerability and it's um and it's an asset as an actor but it's not it's a place that some people just can't go to and how do they and do you in your opinion would you think that they still can do just as good of a job or do you think that you really do need that to be the best um i mean oh yeah look there's there's lots of different archetypes that you have to perform so you know yeah you, you can you can get away with it but i think that there's a layer of depth and insight that you that you can miss out on if you can't lay yourself bare and be completely open and let an audience in mm. um I, I think it's it's a tricky one yeah i, I, I think it's i mean I, I really value it as an audience member I, I love watching someone be vulnerable and being raw and, it's a big uh, part of our show yeah because it, know, it opens what we try and do as much as we can well it opens up the doors to yourself like and actually opening people in to to judge that's right really. yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah it's really yeah. yeah and i think the but i think i think separating the two words um is also what everybody has done but bringing those two together is actually it changes it up a bit for me mm. i mean vulnerability is something that i yeah everybody struggles with it it's not yeah. an easy thing to do and again in different parts of life like i'm sure with work and the show and you kind of have this i guess controlled vulnerability i yeah. suppose because you're telling a story and you're speaking well, you're about what you want yeah. yeah but you're choosing to i mean i felt vulnerable last night when i was talking about my mom yeah, i no, definitely I could tell. that was full on um and I, we just did this break on air last night about how I don't speak to my mum a lot. And a lot of people called and it was just really quite – it was just one of those buttons for me. Mm. Um, but it was good. It felt mm. good in a mm. way. Like, you know, you're kind of really flexing that muscle because you get so used – we've kind of become such oversharers or I don't say oversharer, but people would describe us mm. as oversharers. Um, and so <laughs> those <laughs> – those, um, those, I guess those elements, that, that muscle, it's nice to flex it because, you know, you get so used to sharing about your sex life and people think it's a big deal, but we don't. Mm. Um, but then in other parts of your life, I suppose um, vulnerability teamed with courage is almost that there's this power. It puts power behind the mm. word as opposed to it being this yeah. weakness and this um, emotional person or this, um, yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, dependent. Is, or, yeah, yeah. dependent but yeah. It's, it's like leaping off into the unknown without a safety net. That's, that's what vulnerability is and that takes courage, doesn't it? Well, that's yeah. right and that's exactly where we should be pairing it but for some reason we still mm. don't. Well, in my in my mind, and it makes so much sense when you explain it in mm. that way, but I was... It does I don't know. feel like it's a no-brainer, yeah. but it's not the way we yeah, think. Yeah, well, certainly not the way I was brought up to think either. Like for uh, for me as a kid growing up, it was almost the opposite. Mm. Like to show that to show that you were upset or that you were feeling or that you were scared or worried was but almost even, the opposite of well, being courageous. Even saying I need a lift. Yeah. That's why that I felt that was because that f- people's <laughs> vulnerabilities are different. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like being able to say what you want. These are all tying in very lovely, yeah, aren't they? they? Um, but being able to say what you want could be your very big well, vulnerability. Yeah, that is, it is you know? huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice segue. Yeah. yeah. Nice link up. <laughs> <laughs> this is just <laughs> 
working out a treat. Um, but I think it, it is a funny one. And then when you look at courage on the flip side and the way that we say, oh, as if anyone would ever say the words, Stacey is very courageous or she's got a lot of courage, which I think by meaning and when we explain it like this, I do. Like vulnerability is something <laughs> I've done. I've mm. risked a lot. Like mm. I jump in. I'm mm. in the main arena. Mm. That's how I live my life. But no one, I don't think, would have ever used that word to no. describe me. And so when she said it, I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah, that's the best. I've got, I've got courage like the lion, you know. Yeah. Like, and, it fe- and it's just a real nice thing. And I, I think those two really need to be married together a lot more. And she was saying that the root of the word courage, like the actual Latin word originally before, you know, we kind of did all different forms of it, was the heart, for heart, to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Wow. Doesn't mean that anymore. That was what courage used to mean. And that actually mm. sounds like vulnerability. Mm. So yes, somewhere yes. it's changed. Well, what, what it got did, perverted. Well, what yeah, did, yeah, well, what, what it's, did, been, it's been raped. Well, what did it, what yeah. did it kind of become though? Like the word courage. Well, I'm going to look it up in, now Like Because in modern day, like 2016 it or says, whatever. Oh, here we go. See, this is it. It says the ability to do something that frightens one. Bravery, yeah. strength in the face of pain or grief. So you've kind of got to be battling yeah. to be considered, I guess, courageous or even in battle, I mm. suppose. Which well, it's, it's, it's I that. don't think – I think, yeah, as a loose term you could see vulnerability, but there's something not connecting well, with the those thinking two of, It's that thinking of having the guard up. Because mm. when you just said in battle then, having the guard up, being the stronger one, you know, being the one that's got the louder voice or mm. uh, that to me that stereotypical – Oh, he's a courageous person. I think of like I don't know, like a big like freaking footy player or something. The way or that a that's cancer that, survivor. Yeah, that or term's like bandied that. Yeah. around a lot in in those kind of instances, but not but not in yeah like a a meek or mild instance where somebody's showing their feelings for the first time in twenty years. Oh, don't you just love it when you have yeah. those Oprah harm? Like I was watching, I'm like. <laughs> Yes, this makes so much sense. I have to read. Like, it was an hour 30, that video, P.S. Couldn't watch it all. How much of it did you watch? 40 minutes. Yeah, that's still a fair crack. Yeah, I laid in bed and I skipped yoga. I kept watching it. Did you? Yep, didn't have enough time. You know, just made a decision. Yeah. Didn't do my head in about it, you know. <laughs> Didn't berate myself. And that's courage. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Let's not throw it around, mate. Let's not throw it around willy-nilly. Jesus. We're already ruining it. Um, But it is an interesting one. I don't know. As I said, I'll put the video up and I'll share it. And I think we should all have a look at the vulnerability one. But I suppose... At least the first 40 minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll put it... I'll I'll do the segue. This is what I've looked up to. If anything after this isn't what I was talking about, please ignore. Just disregard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not uh, condone the rest. Um, but it's it's an interesting one because I think as well it's important to also figure out what your vulnerability is and 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 get that at the root because I think know, it isn't a blanket for everyone. Do you know what yours are, Claudia? My vulnerabilities. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me feel vulnerable. This is getting deep. It's four o'clock. <laughs> being it's like being asked about your vulnerabilities yeah. is your vulnerability. <laughs> I've, I'm sensing. <laughs> it's such a full on um, thing to I'm, answer. I'm a bit. I'm a bit like you guys. I'm a bit of an oversharer, so I can be quite comfortable mm. in most environments. So, yeah, I guess when I'm out of my comfort zone, it really does take me by surprise. And mm. um, 
and I can't think of any, except I guess what I raised earlier today, as you said, it's um, asking for what you want. I mm. do find that really hard to mm. kind of gird my loins and, and spell that out. Um, one probably because I'm such a romantic that I just think I shouldn't have to. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. have to say it. Mm. And and two is because you don't want to offend people or you don't want to sound selfish or greedy or up yourself or mm. uh, I think those sorts of things. You know, it's just avoiding judging yourself. I think is probably the the bottom line. The av- the up yourself is such an Australian oh, thing. Like, as if anyone so... else in the world is worried about being. <laughs> Themselves. Oh, no, well, nobody is. Nobody's even noticing that you're being up yourself. No, no, it's no. just in your own mind. Oh, but we never explained, Claudia, about duck, P.S. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, you're yes. probably what wondering what the explain? fuck that is. What is that? That's a Philip. Well, He's the alarm. Get us moving along. He's the alarm that reigns us in for the next topic. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm su- right, right. Oh, I'm good. surprised you never. Su- you didn't say anything last time you sounded. Yeah, you just went <laughs> with I, I it. Just, I thought I would know that that's someone's phone ringing and they're ignoring no, it. No, so I thought I you were activating the improv. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the thinker girls are oversharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Can I just put a bra on first? See what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the thinker girls on Snapchat. We're going through that. All right, young mate. Entertainment, Robbie Williams. What's Robbie Williams? It's his song. Oh, let me entertain yeah. you. <laughs> well, that may as well be an ode to my boyfriend because I feel <laughs> we've been together for seven and a bit years and I was sitting with my therapist the other day and we we're working through some stuff, some some things that I've been trying to work on and alcohol um, being one of them. And, and it's so interesting because initially I was like oh well it's I've just got control issues that's all it is like I've got no other problems everything else in my life's pretty good <laughs> neck minute like four <laughs> five sessions deep I'm like fucking hell like this is there's a lot more going on than I expected here anyway a lot of a lot of um, what we've been talking about is I suppose how I relate to my partner and what I expect from him vice versa and my therapist the other day, I don't know, I, was, I think I was crapping on about how I get annoyed by menial shit because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm always expected to, you know, plan the holidays. And, um, you know, on week every weekend, <laughs> you know, it shits me because I say, what do you want to do? And he says, oh, well, what, whatever you want to do. And that annoys me because I just think, well, if I wanted to do what I want to do, I'd just do it. But I'm asking your opinion. <laughs> just like all this stuff, it's like so bullshit. But I honestly was – I just – I had this out-of-body experience as I was crapping on on this rant to her and I'm like, this stuff actually is really annoying me. Like it's genuinely, like it's a big issue within our relationship that I'm constantly going, what are we going to do? What adventure are we going to go on next? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty happy just to sit on the couch actually. Like Mm. I don't... I don't really need to go anywhere. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to see a movie. I don't need to go to a new restaurant. I'm just happy to spend time in your company. And something she said made me click so much. She goes, well, it's actually not Zane's job to entertain you. You've got to, you've just got to accept that. And I was like, <laughs> but, but nah, it's all about, you know, being equal. And, um, you know, he, he should, you know, be, you know, organizing as much as I do. And she was like, well, no. He doesn't. You want to do more things, like you need more um, going on or more fulfillment or you're somebody that's more, you know, socially active or needs to be out and about doing things. He's not somebody by the sounds of it that needs to be doing those kind of things. God, no. So don't so don't expect that from him 50-50. And I was like, oh, my God. 
I have been <laughs> expecting that. And this is why I've been butting my head against a wall for the past seven and a half years because I've been wanting that and craving that so much. Yet in some way I just need to accept that I don't – well, I don't need the He's never – well, he's never going to come into no. the Well, he's not the, he's not the man for that job. <laughs> <laughs> about what to do. That's, that's, that's sounding really unromantic. Now I'm backing away from my earlier comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's, seriously, though, after she said it, I have just I kind of been thinking about it a lot and changed my mind frame a fair bit because – I don't know, even little things like, you know, where you go out for dinner or what you want to be doing, like just accepting that that he's different and that he doesn't have this role of having to be the entertainer all the time. And I think I think you guys moved here too and you'd both like just kind of set your own place up and blah 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 and, and I think I think for a second also you forgot you can get that stuff from different people too. Mm. I don't know, like, because you, you don't have all your family and your friends ready to go. So it's very easy to put that pressure on what the two of you are doing. Mm. But there are ways that you can alleviate that by having that from different people as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have to be that now that's only you and you're on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that goes hand in hand with me expecting that he's everything. Like, mm. I think because, you know, like when we first moved out together, probably a year and a half ago, it literally was just us. Like, he worked from home, so he was very isolated, moved away from family and friends. I had a few work people, but the, nobody that I was really all that close with. Mm-hmm. So it was literally just us two. Mm. And we were a kind of everything to each other. Mm. Like, you know, our, each other's friends, each other's counsellors, each other's mates, business advisors. Like, it, like, we were literally everything and expecting everything from each other. And I think I, I probably got into the, into this really dangerous, unhealthy territory where even though we're kind of no longer in that situation, like we're um, much more surrounded by other people and certainly I am now too, that I was continuing to want that mm. and expect that from him. And A, he doesn't have that to give to me and B, he doesn't want to. And C... I think sometimes you look at it if you step away and it means that you almost don't have something in the relationship like, oh, that's not provided there. But it's not provided there because it's a good thing because I feel like if you do too much of that, it almost um, it can it can be toxic yeah. to put that much pressure on it, you know. And mm. then you've got a fine relationship that's going along great but with all of these unhealthy expectations mm. And I suppose you you look that if you step away and you kind of step out of that, that, oh, well, I haven't been able to get that from the relationship. But I don't know if you should ever, to be honest, in my opinion anyway. Yeah, and I suppose suppose each relationship is different and what you get from each other is different, but... Yeah, I think you're right for me personally and for him personally. It was it's too it's been too much. Mm. <laughs> There's a great chapter in um Elaine de Botton's book, The Consolations on Philosophy. I think it's on the philosopher's dinner, I think. And he does a little diagram and everything and it's all about expectations and that's where anger comes from. Because if you expect a certain thing and you're and you bash your head against the wall because it's different to the reality that you imagine, that's where the frustration comes from. But if there is no expectations, there's no wall to bash your head against. Mm. It's um, it's it's really it's a real eye opener actually. But I mean, you know, then the other thing is, 
do, yeah, I don't know. Does he never want to know where he wants to go for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> no. Does he never have any ideas? No, he doesn't. Have, no. Where to go on holiday? No. Nah, he doesn't. But uh, there's nah. Well, there's part of me that's just kind of accepted that about him now, and that's all right. Like he is just a kind of happy to go with the flow kind of guy. Like he's very decisive in lots of other areas of his life. Like he's, you know, within his business. Like he's like a completely different person. But personally, he's quite happy just to switch off and go with the flow and kind of follow wherever I wherever I point or whatever I whatever I suggest. And so I, f- I guess you've just got to love how easygoing he is. Yeah, well, I fought that for a long time. But then at the mm. same time now I look at that and I'm like, well, why? That's just who he is. I can't, I can't complain. Mm. I can't complain that he's somebody that enjoys to do whatever, whatever, I, whatever I suggest. <laughs> like that's, it's not to say that he doesn't have any opinion because he does, but he's – I don't know. He's just quite happy to to go with the flow, whereas I'm kind of not. Black, We're different. <laughs> Philip's like, all right, seriously. You, you almost did a better job. You did a better job than Philip at the quacking, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> Do you want another job? Yeah. Do you want to come in and dress up as a duck and just be our our quacker? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we actually have in our live show, we've got a duck suit somewhere. Yeah, I've got it some somewhere. Have you? There? Yeah. Have you still got it? Yeah, it's in the pan, like the cupboard somewhere, I guess. <laughs> we've got to crack that open. We should do another live Remember show. Remember Claudia, if we do a live show, will you come on that? Sure. Love to. We'd love and I'll, to. I'll come in a duck suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been an absolute delight chewing oh, the fat yeah. with you on this afternoon. We really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you've given me lots to think about. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. I'm going to go read this Very book. Very inspirational. Yes. By this guy too. That Alain de Baton. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. I'll it's send your, good. I don't know, I'll send our producer to send your rep the um, vulnerability video. <laughs> Oh, yes, thank you, and I'll, I'll watch it. 40 minutes. 40 minutes, guys. <laughs> hey, knock yourself out and watch the whole thing if you can. <laughs> I mean, look, each to their own, really. <laughs> um, it's Claudia Coven, thank you so much for joining us. If you do want to check out any of the other episodes, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find other chats. Until next week, see ya. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Claudia. Hey, you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but... You should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guests. Yeah. Wink, wink. They can't see you wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I said it. Okay, I don't get it. Well, I'm saying wink, wink, because how else am I going to get across that I'm wink, winking? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> All right, just listen in to next week, please. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. 